Hey everybody, welcome to the Whiskey Geeks, another episode. Uh, excited to have everybody on board. I'm Tim. And I'm Alex. We are two brothers combining our love of whiskey and comics, and our quest is to find you the perfect pairing of those two. Yummy. Yes, it is. And today I think we've got a real banger, um, which I've probably said at the start of almost every episode. No, that's your thing. It is. I say banger a lot, so I am going to roll with it. Um, Today we are bringing you... uh, Really great pairing, I think. I think it's going to score high on our pairings, uh, not to spoil the ending of this episode. But we are drinking, and oh my gosh, I am running low on this bottle, it seems. Uh, we're drinking the Tomatin 12-year-old. Now, uh, and just to jump ahead. in here, Ooh. I got you that for Christmas last year. So I think it's, yeah. you've, done, you've done fairly well. I mean, you've still got a not bit Not bad. There. Yeah, you know, it's it's over a year um, that I've had it. Um, when we started, you know, planning the site out, I really wanted to do this one because thank you, I should say, for the gift. <laughs> this is an, a, a very good gift. Um, and I've actually, before we get into that, I'm just going to let you know that I, as another spoiler, I've liked Tomatin so much that I picked up a second bottle, but I'll bring oh. that up later uh so we are drinking the tomatin 12 year old which was aged in bourbon and sherry casks um it's a wonderful highland distillery just south of inverness actually Uh, and we are talking about the 1989 graphic novel triumph and torment which brings together two classic marvel characters dr doom and dr strange the team up of the doctors yeah of, of course they would team these two up right they just fit so well together I mean, they, have yeah, they the both have their values. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they both have their degree. They've got a PhD. <laughs> yeah. So clearly we'll just put them together and why not? It makes sense. Um, now, before we really get into that, do you, uh, do you know much about Tomatin? I'm going to, I'm going to educate people a little bit uh, on Tomatin. It is one of the 10 largest producers in Scotland for yeah, volume. So, yeah. So actually um, I was, uh, I mean, just getting prepped for this, I was doing a little bit of research and that really surprised me actually because it isn't one of the like more known like single malt no. uh, scotches that come out of Scotland. But like you said, it is one of the biggest producers. Yeah, they so. do send a lot of stuff to blends. And then I think mm-hmm. with the rise in popularity of single malts that everybody's seen in the last, you know, 10, 12 years or whatever, they've really started to up their game in the... Uh, single malt world it's probably been more than 12 years i'm probably not giving that enough time but who knows we've only been doing this for a little bit of time really gotten into it um but uh so yeah so their core range they've got a a legacy uh which is a non-age statement they've got a couple other non-age statement whiskeys as well and then they've got a a 12 and i think it's a, a 15 18 30 36 They've also released like a 50. Um, the second bottle that I've got here is uh, a limited release. It was actually, it's the finished in Amontillado Sherry. Um, I don't think I've got a sample that has been mailed You have not yet. yet. No. no, I actually just picked this up like a month ago and oh, okay. I'm doing work on it. So I okay. I like this one. I actually, I like the, the regular 12 more, oh, okay. um, but uh, let's, we're going to get into it. Cause you, have you had, I think you've had this a while so, back, but it was at my place. I was while gonna ago. say like I feel like it was either right after I gave it to you last Christmas, right, or like we were down. No, you know what? Because then it became into because it's the COVID because times. we all know what happened twenty twenty. <laughs> Visiting yeah, no, I, stopped. I, I don't really think I made it back down. So you know what? It probably has been close to a year. Yeah. Unless you mailed me 
a sample of this some other time over the summer and I just got into I might it. have. I don't I don't think so. Yeah. So I don't I'm know. coming into this one. I'm gonna say like I'm coming into this one a little fresh. Good. Uh, I like which it. I'm excited. So, yeah. One of the reasons why I wanted to do this whiskey and actually this book, I had heard about this book for a long time. Um, and I just never got a, got around to reading it. So when I did read it, I thought, man, what a great kind of introduction to, to Dr. Doom specifically and his whole steez. Because, I mean, me personally, I'm not a huge, I wasn't really a huge Dr. Doom guy growing up. You know, as a, he's not the friendly, I mean, he's a bad guy when you're a kid reading comics. You don't really want to read about the bad guys. You want to read about the heroes. Um, and then when I kind of got back into comics, I was more into the batmans and you know green lanterns and punisher and like i picked up one of the books that i did pick up i brought this out to show is the the jason aaron dr strange run um which is an amazing book this really kind of got me back into strange as a character which was the other reason why i wanted to read this book that i'd heard so much about so i think it's it's a really great introduction and you know kind of ease people who are new to the comics world to learn about these two characters uh in a fun way uh much the same i find the tomatin 12 uh for those who are kind of new to the whiskey it's not aggressive it's nice and sweet it's really fruity um i actually recommend this to a lot of people who are looking for something to either give as a gift if they don't know what kind of whiskey their dad uncle friend mom likes um, I always say like Tomatin 12 is pretty great. Um, and like you said, it's not one of, it's not like a lag 16 or a Glenfiddich. It's not one of the like super popular ones. So they probably aren't going to have it in their house. And if they do, they're going to like it. So yeah, it's a good, then, yeah, if you it's a good one to have. No, absolutely. And it's, it's not that expensive. I think it's hundred ish bucks. This, the, the limited edition Amontillado Sherry I picked up at the LCBO for a hundred dollars and I'm, pretty sure the 12 year olds under that yeah, I'm so pretty sure it's uh 79 99 no. canadian yeah under so. under 100 100 bucks for a bottle um so i don't know like on the nose right away i get for me this is like it's fruit 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 i, I yeah. get like pear Just... apple grapes like raisins that kind of stuff but then you also get like this vanilla sugar sweetness to it as well a little bit of spice in it but not a whole lot um, it's just, it's super easy. You don't get, I think it's 43%. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. It's 43, 43. Um, I'm, so I'm it's not strong. The, uh, like with the raisins, um, mm-hmm. almost like, uh, some like dried prunes. Mm-hmm. And then I would say like behind that, you sort of get like a little bit of, um, like a creamy almond, like something, something in that, nutty? in that, yeah. Something a little nutty. Yeah. I uh, I poured mine. Cool. I poured mine early, so mine's been breathing here a little bit in the glass. So um, oddly enough, is... I watched. I watched, uh, as I'm sure other people do who are watching this right now. I watch a lot of other people review whiskeys online, and there's you know Ralphie is one of the big reviewers that a lot of people know of, and his rule of thumb is omitted in the glass for every year in the cask. When he right. reviewed this one, he actually recommended twice that much. He said that. Yeah. On a first pour, if you just go in and smell it, it's it is strong. I didn't really get that as much. It could be that over the last I don't know six months, I seem to have been drinking a lot of cask strength stuff. Been doing a lot of <laughs> tastings with like super peaty, like the Octomores and some Ardbegs, and you know really really 
strong stuff. Yeah. So for me, I can, I can bomb into this pretty heavy. Um, and it, it didn't really burn that much. Uh, like what, what he was saying, not to throw shade at Ralphie, the dude's a genius. Oh, yeah. Um, there, but, um, so I don't think it's a bad thing that you had it out for, for a while. I think that it actually helps. It does smooth it out a little bit. Um, the, yeah, the one I'm thing finding, like, I'm not finding it as like some people were saying that it's almost a little, like a little spicy right off the top. Mm-hmm. And they were saying just like, it's that lack of lack of smoothness that right. comes in the 12. And I think I can't remember what I was reading or whatever they're saying. Like, well, the 18 is so much more. And I'm like, well, yeah, six more years in a cask. We'll do that. It's going to smooth um, it out. But for a, like kind of jumping right into this, um, I'm not finding it like assaulting on the, on the nose at all. Mm-mm. Like I'm not getting that sort of alcoholy burn in the nostrils like you do no. with like, you know, some of the, you know, either the more peated stuff or the heavier, more heavily, um, like the stuff with a higher alcohol content. And then yeah. same thing, same thing on the palate. Like I'm actually finding it, um, like it, it's quite nice. Like there is some spice for sure. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm not getting that like really sharp peppery spiciness that uh, nah. some of the other people and, and, you know, maybe that's cause mine sat for, you know, I don't know, it was the better part of half an hour here while we were, while we were getting ready to go. Yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe that smoothed it out a little bit, but. So there you go. Do check tech checks for podcasts and recording before you drink your whiskey. And then it forces <laughs> it to sit, sit yeah, in a exactly. glass for a little bit. Yeah. Little well, and, and for me, because I only had the, uh, I've only got the one dram here. I, I don't have the bottle there in front of me, so I can't re-pour. So it's not like I can sneak in a bit before we, uh, before we get going here. Yeah. For me though, honestly, it's super approachable. Um, like it's, you know, we want to talk mouthfeel. It's a little bit on the oily side. It's not super crazy. Um, the finish is medium. It's not, it's not long. Um, yeah. It's not like, again, it's not the most, <clears throat> it's not the, the most complex whiskey on the planet. It's, you know, for me, I'm an not introduction. I as think an introduction, that's, that's what you want. It doesn't sit in the tongue and the cheeks for a long yeah. time and, you know, sort of roll and develop as you go with something that has a really long finish. Um, yeah. Like you said, it, it's, it's super approachable. It's something that like, I think you could give this to anyone who comes over and is like, you know, I, yeah, I'd love a, I'd love a scotch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't like Pete. What do you have? I think this yeah. is something that's that's really great to to inter- like introduce them. Like, hey, this is a really nice Highland Highland whiskey. Yeah, and it also, in a weird way, you could also introduce this to someone who likes Speysides because it's it also flirts that line of my cat is here, and you're probably going to hear that, which is <laughs> super frustrating. Um, Podcat as I like to call her, because she always interrupts my podcasts. Um, she never does this when we talk on the phone. It's only never. when we're recording. It's only when I record anything. It's fine. Um, but like someone who likes Speyside's, like if they're really into the McAllen and the Glenfiddichs of the world and they've not gone into the Highland, I think this is a really a nice introduction into the Highlands for somebody there as well. Um, the The one thing that I just, I get a lot on this is what it just reminds me of um and then we'll start talking comics because i know there's probably people here watching who who want to know about comics too is i just it's just like apple pie or you know what i mean it's just like it's that vanilla sugar 
Yeah. There's like a bit baking, of buttery. Like there's a bit of butteriness to it, but then like apple pear, I just get that like super, super nice comforting. fall comforting delicious yeah. dessert. Yeah. Like this would actually like you say that this is a great like Thanksgiving Thanksgiving dram if you're having like like pumpkin pie because um, it's got some of that almost like a gingerbread or yeah um, yeah it's it's really yeah. really quite nice yeah it's great it's really nice so let's I'm talk gonna, comics I'm gonna keep uh, enjoying this as we keep doing yeah, that we dive into the comics I I poured just a tiny one for myself tonight um, we're coming off of holidays and I've been doing <laughs> a lot of whiskey but uh, you enjoy it so let's get let's dive into this book though because yeah. what a fun friggin read so again released 1989. The graphic novel Triumph and Torment uh, was written by Roger Stern and the artwork, which is for me, um, is Mike Mignola, which some people might know that name, uh, the creator of Hellboy. (laughs) (laughs) So having a book where Dr. Doom and Dr. Strange um, go into hell, um, not a bad guy to draw your book. Oh, yeah. His um, like his take on uh, Mephisto. Ooh was awesome super cool like it was just so cool yeah um, so like that artwork was was spectacular actually and we may have said this before but when i think comic books this is always the artwork that i envision right right it's like this sort of and this is like when we grew up right we were both yeah. kids this was like the first taste that we got yeah. so it's the same reason when i think of you know like star wars i can see that sort of grainy vhs quality and when i watch it on you know in hd i was like ah it kind of looks strange um but this is that artwork that I that I really love. Um, yeah, and I, I, and I agree like, more. yeah, I mean, like you know, we're born in the '80s, so you know, for us, it's like those '90s comics. The like, the the classic '90s comics was kind of like our bread and butter growing yeah. up. This, honestly, you could have told me that this book was released in '96, '97 ish, and I probably would have believed you. You could also tell me that it was early '80s. And I could believe you. You could also tell me that this was mid two thousands and they were going for that retro vibe. And I would believe that as well. Like the, the artwork in this book is crazy. I, I read it digital. So I wish I had a copy here, but we will flash up some panels uh, so you can see it. Um, But yeah, Mike Magnola's artwork is, is just fantastic. And uh, Mark Badger as well. Uh, his work coloring and inking and stuff like that. It's just the artwork in this book is really, well, really what great. they were doing here with, with strange, uh, even with doom too, like in some of the, uh, like the fight sequences, it has that classic, like the sorcery and like the, the bulbs, like the, uh, the balls of energy around their hands and the way they shoot out. And honestly, like that hasn't changed. Like they're doing that exact no. same style of stuff. Like even today, like in the, the strange one, uh, the Jason Aaron run, Let me that see. You have, I was going to say like, cause you, you lent that to me after. And like, that's, how I sort of got back into Doctor Strange as well. And it's, it's got a lot of that same feel from the current stuff. Um, Even like if you go out of the MCU and you get into um, like some other, I mean, over my right shoulder, I've got one of the, the newer D and D runs um, on the wall here from Baldur's Gate. But when they get into the magic, like it's that same side of stuff. Like anytime some wizard or sorcerer is going to cast a spell, like you get that flash of light around their palm. You can't see their hand anymore. The energy streaks out. And it goes right back to what he was doing with Strange and Doom in this book. Yeah. Now I picked two of the worst books to possibly pull up on this one. Uh, because I mean, this. I also grabbed this Doctor Strange and the Punisher mashup because <laughs> this is another cool 
one, but no, a hundred percent. That's exactly what they're doing, you know, and it's, uh, it's just such a, the artwork is just bonkers and the story is super effing cool. So we don't, we don't like to do too much story stuff on these shows. If you're new to the whiskey geeks, we like to leave you enough that you're going to go and read it yourself. But basically the story is, um, uh, Genghis and the Vishanti, uh, they've got this deal that Genghis, who's like this kind of like the ancient one, but not the yeah. ancient one, uh, is, this is a good way to think about it. So he traded the Vishanti who are like kind of the gods and the deities who grant sorcerers their power. That's who they pull their power from the Vishanti to, to do their sorcerer spells. They've got this deal that for in exchange for knowledge, every hundred years, Genghis is going to challenge all of the sorcerers on earth to find out who will be the Sorcerer Supreme. So in this book, you're getting a backstory of how Stephen Strange became Sorcerer Supreme. And so you get this big contest where all of these sorcerers from the planet show up. And then who else shows up but Victor Von Doom, who isn't really a mystic. He uses more technology, but he has learned how to use magic. And he's learned the kind of the mystic arts. And one of the other sorcerers challenges him and says, you're not a mystic why are you here? You just use technology. That's, you shouldn't be allowed. And he literally lays down the gauntlet by throwing down his, his His gloves, his actual (laughs) gauntlets and says, let's roll. I got you. And so long story short, they, they go, obviously we know who's going to win strange wins, but Dr. Doom gets second place. And the prize for the second place in this contest is they get to ask a favor of the winner and the sorcerer Supreme has to grant it. And what is the favor? Well, we, this is where we get the amazing backstory for Doom. Um, we find out that uh, when he was little more than an infant, his mother was trying to protect and save her community. And we find out they were all gypsies. So she goes and like calls on the occult and does this as he pours another dram. Just a little um, bit. And she, she creates this, uh, like, she goes through, like, an occult ceremony, and she calls upon someone to come and grant her the power to protect her people. And who shows up but Mephisto? And bum, bum, bum. she initially says, no, I don't want this. I don't want power from you. And his response, I mean, in classic, um, you know, devil ways, is, but you could make your son a king. Like, I'll grant you the power to protect your people. Don't be so short-sighted about how you're getting the power. Think about your family. Think about those that you're protecting. So, so of course, you know, she accepts the power, immediately turns around and goes off to, like, challenge the, the town guards and say, you're not going to, like, harass us anymore. And, you know, they, they step up and, like, oh, she must just be drunk, like, let her be. And then she like hurls an energy ball and obliterates the dude. It's amazing. It's, it's I mean, it's a really cool scene. And then what follows is while she got all this power, she wasn't granted control over it. She actually laid waste and killed everyone in the village. Oops. Kids. The whole the whole thing. I mean and it's a little it, genocide. I mean, it happens, right? You know, like in comics, it seems to happen quite a bit. Yeah, you know, so like the ultimate evil grants you unlimited power and kind of forgot to tell you how to, you know, hit the governor a little bit and draw Hmm. back a bit of power. So anyways, she 
can't handle it. And um, so, you know, I'm going to yada yada a bit of this here, but she dies, her soul gets, you know, is now trapped in hell because the deal was, is that she would give her soul over to Mephisto. Oh, she the old classic. Didn't read the power for your soul. Whoops. Yeah. So Von Doom grows up and his thing every year on the, now am I getting midsummer or midwinter? Think it's summer. Submit. We'll, we'll we'll roll with midsummer. Someone's going to comment that Someone we're wrong can, and jackasses. Yeah. So sorry. Or we get the thumbs up because we're right. Hey, um, take it. So he goes and tries to cross the threshold into hell to battle Mephisto for the right to release his mother's soul. So that's sort of the the backstory of why Doom is the way Doom is, how he got his power. There's a like a little quick scene about him, you know, getting into his suit and all the studying that he does, this is what drives him to become yeah. the best he can be. It's to save his mom. Yeah. And every year he always ends up stalemating Mephisto and can't quite beat him. And so his favor to Dr. Strange, the new Sorcerer Supreme is help me save my mom's soul, which yeah. is very heartwarming for a, um, despot. We'll say <laughs> the, yeah, there's, there's iron fist real... ruler of Latveria. Yeah, there's some um, really good, like, homage to, like, World War II or, like, Nazi Germany in here where Strange shows up to Latveria and he's, like, in the town car and, like, parading. this girl shows up with flowers like, oh, That's like, great. you came back, like, Von Doom, you came back as you promised you would and everyone's happy and Strange is like, I, I mean, I think this is all just for my benefit, but, yeah. they, I mean, they seem happy. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so anyway, so then yeah. there's the classic good guy, bad guy team up and they have to go uh, into Mephisto's world and we won't tell you what happens, but it's, uh, yeah, it's great. Betrayal, little surprise. It's great. Yeah, it's great. So buy it's, this yeah. book, go read it. Um, yeah. I mean, get it on digital um, if, if you don't want to buy it, but um, in the actual uh, like trade, when you buy it, there's actually a bunch of backstory extra issues in the back of it as well. There's like a doom story, a strange story and uh, some Namor stories. Apparently uh, again, I did not get that far because I read I, it digital as well. Well, yeah, we just got the, yeah. the main story, but when you get the actual paper copy of it, there's like all these other books in it. So go and pick it up. It's great. Go and pick up a bottle of tomato and 12 yeah. too. It's really, really good. Yeah, um, this is a really nice, really nice tramp. Uh, the more for, you for sit on it, the more I was you work say, on like it. it's becoming even more yeah, it's better. Yeah. It's getting sweeter. There's like a yeah. bit more. Now that I've had like had a couple drinks, the yeah. nose is actually a bit more pronounced as well. It, you lose the like super sweetness that you get initially and it's more balanced. Um mm -hmm. and it's just it's really really pleasant. It's, I mean, it's as, quite enjoyable. As you continue to drink that, I want to talk to you about something else too which mm -hmm. I thought about as uh, as I was kind of writing this out and rereading the story again is um, best fictional competitions or tournaments. I love um, this. So I've got a top five. Okay. Um, and then I've got some honorable mentions. So we're going to okay. go, we're going to do the honorable mentions first. Yeah. I'm going to tell you my top five and then I'm going to let you talk about, see what you think of my top Those. five. See if, Cause I, if I you bet think that I nailed it. I've got three in my head already. So I okay. bet, I bet I'll just say, I'm, I'm sure we're, we're close on, uh, on a few of them. Give me two of them. Okay. And I'll tell you if they're in my top five. Okay. Uh, the very first thing I thought of was Bloodsport because as a kid of the 80s and 90s, Van Damme and the Kumite, obviously, was the, big, was the biggest thing. I can't remember how many times we watched that movie. 
Um, a thousand? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Were and... you bu- were you bummed out when you found out that Frank Dukes was just full of shit? But it counts. <laughs> I counted on this list because it's fiction. So yeah, exactly. Like I, yes, uh, yes. Well, it's yes, a good thing on my the, list. It's a good thing the internet didn't exist when Bloodsport came out <laughs> because the whole like based on a true story like just yeah. would have got like crapped on so fast. Oh, um, yeah. Because at the time I was like, oh my god, this is a real guy, and he it's went real. underground, and um, and then. <sighs> I don't know if I like my favorite video game of all time, mm. but I mean, we poured hours and hours and hours into Mortal Kombat, and then we could quote that entire movie. So I mean, I was, Mortal Kombat. I mean, the War of the Realms. It's you know, you got to protect, gotta protect Earth. Uh, it's high on my list. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you where, but yeah, all right, hundred okay. percent. So those are the first um, two that jumped out. So, anyways, you cool. you you go and do yours because I'm I'm excited to hear what else you got. I'll hit you with the. Honorable mentions. Yeah. And then we'll do the from five to one. Um, Hunger Games. Got to put that on there. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I watched the first movie. I I understand the books were very popular. Uh, it was I'm a little bit too old to really have gotten into those. Although we'll get to something that I maybe was too old for some people. That, that's on my list. But uh, anyway, Hunger Games. Um, yeah. my, my wife read them all. She quite enjoyed go. them and i saw i think i saw the first two and yeah, yeah i mean it's a, it's a cool Fine. cool concept cool concept I mean, pitting kids against kids for you know whatever it's kind of weird um, but yeah um i put mario kart in there just because <laughs> just because um i threw one on the list as an honorable mention because i know there's people out there who are really into this i just never got into it but I'm, i put the duelist kingdom from Oh. uh i know people are really into that full disclosure no idea and I, I think po- I would have to throw Pokemon on this too, or something with Pokemon. But again, yeah. don't get it. I have know nothing about it. Please don't got, at me. My son's got so many Pokemon cards, and I think like one pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Right. I have no idea. I don't know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Um, Pokemon. I'm starting, starting to That's get. That's cool. But again, cool. it's yeah. So I'm sure that would be high on other people's lists, but for this sake honorable mention i'll, I'll give it to yeah. um highlander as a whole just because they're gonna oh, be only one yes that's the ultimate tournament the ultimate tournament <laughs> um and uh, you know i'll throw the pod and the highland as well sorry i mean it's just and the well highlander, and it's which... highland whiskey as well yeah and the whole right, thing sorry. duncan mcleod um yeah. and then pod racing and star wars hey anakin never would have now okay here's an interesting thing though interesting mm. thought experiment for a quick turn i like it if he doesn't win that pod race does he leave to become a Jedi to fall to do, to do, to do, to do, to do? I mean, I'm assuming Qui-Gon would just steals him. Would steal <laughs> him. Just, just takes him I mean, anyways. he technically cheated to get him anyways with the little yeah, the dice, dice move. Yeah, okay. So I'm sure he would yeah. have figured something out. By the just way, on another pod race. And that's yeah, fine. By the way, we'll, we'll get into this. I'm sure at some point, but like, Qui-Gon, like, my dude has gotten such a sh- such the shaft in these movies. We need to do a deep dive on Qui-Gon, because he, he did not get his due credit. I, I yeah, I will say he was much better in the now defunct extended universe. Right. But, Fair. Yeah, I'm talking whatever. like main main stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyways, enough of that. Okay. Hit me. I want, uh, I want your top five. So coming in at number five, the Las Vegas dodgeball open. <laughs> you dodge a wrench, you dodge a ball. Right. <laughs> I mean, the Cobras, you know, um, Average Joes. Oh, yeah. Fucking Chuck Norris. Like, the movie's oh, classic. I Amazing. Don't if, I don't know if I would have gotten to there 
but I'm very happy that you did. Oh, thank you. Um, number four, I got Bloodsport. Mm -hmm. We already talked about it. Yep. I mean... Chung Lee, the ultimate I, bad guy growing up. Like, was anyone more fearsome or vicious? Mm -mm. Like, Absolutely oof. not. And, like, how dumb was... Was it Ray? I can't now. I can't oh, remember it, it his was name. Ray. It was Ray. Ray Park. No, no, that's that's, that's Darth that's Maul. Darth Maul. I think I want to say Ray. I was going to say Ray. Do, I know I was going to say Ray Donovan. That's also not. <laughs> that's also a different thing. Right. Um, anyways, anyways, whatever. He, he had the Harley Davidson headband. Everyone who knows about Bloodsport knows who we're talking about. He had him. Um, number three, I put the All Valley Karate Tournament. <gasps> Oh, very well done. Right? Sweep the leg. You know what I haven't watched yet, and I really need to, and people are going to be really mad, is Cobra Kai on Netflix. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. Okay, we got to watch that, because apparently it's yeah, incredible. I mean, I've watched, like, as I'm scrolling through Netflix trying to figure out what to watch, I've watched the trailer, I don't know, half a dozen times, and then gone, ah, not right now. So, yeah, yeah it, it does. It looks it looks great. And, and cool. I mean, apparently it's fantastic. So. Yeah. All right. Um, number two, the Triwizard Tournament from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. That's, yeah. Now now that you've said that, that's that's amazing. That would have been um, way, yeah, way, way high up on my list. Hands, I would say hands down my favorite of the movies. Not my favorite of the books, but my favorite of the movies. It's the one that I've seen the most. For yeah. me, that was when it really, that's when they really turned and leaned into the Shit's about to go down. Well, that's like, when it shit's became, getting, shit's getting dark. That's when it became like an adult movie, right? Yeah. Like, like there was that, um, like, it's cute, it's cute, it's, oh, now they're just straight killing people. Yeah. And I just, I love a good tournament. So yeah. it was really good. And then number one, uh, Mortal Kombat. I would yell it, but my child is sleeping upstairs, so I don't want to yell Mortal Kombat. Yeah. But, um, we, I mean. We, we had the soundtrack. I remember yeah. blaring that in the backyard. Like I would listen we to that. We were buying all... Nintendo Guide magazines to yeah to get the combos and the cheat codes. Oh yeah. For How Super do you fight Nintendo. reptile? Like you got to go double flawless right. and then do the uppercut finish on the pit left. Oh yeah. And then hold that and then yeah, uh, just the whole thing. Um, you know, just as it went along, Mortal Kombat three was when they first had the sprint, the run button. Um, and they brought combos into it, which was a Killer Instinct thing, I think, which they stole from Killer Instinct, oh, which was also a good fighting game. Yeah. Um, but like, I just top to bottom, the games were so good. There was so much fun. And remember how we duped oh. like mom and dad, and we're like, no, no, like it's a fighting game, but like it's you know it's fine. And they didn't know yeah. any better, and it was like just yeah. like you're pulling guys' heads out, and their spines are, <laughs> you know. And... I remember going to an arcade in Masonville mall in London, Ontario, when that arcade game was up yeah, and someone was there and he told me like, Oh, just play Raiden and then just go back, back forward. And then I was just that idiot who was just like, Oh, little play, yeah. play, like all across the screen about 12 times. Yeah. Um, but damn the equivalent. Of, so fun. Um, yeah. So yeah. fun. Um, Who was your uh, go-to, I mean, quick before we, we get back into the uh, the comic, who was your go-to character to play with? In the original, it was Scorpion. Yep. Um, Mortal Kombat 3 was probably the game that I put the most amount of time into. And I always played Sector 
Oh, that's right. You did. The robot who launched the missile out of his yeah. chest. Um, yeah. I think you okay. use Cyrax a lot. I, yeah. His, his, Cyrax. His... Yeah. Like the other, he was the yeah. yellow one. Yellow one. Sector was the red one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so in the original, I was either a Scorpion or Sub-Zero. Right. Like all the time. And then, yeah, in the third, I also used Baraka a lot. Just because I love the swords mm. out the arms and you could do the, nice. like the up and down. Like, yeah. I like it. Um, cool. I like that. So, anyways, well, yeah, that, that was great. Yeah. That's fun that little the top of the list. Fun little side thing. Um, but anyway, back into what we were talking about. Um, again, buy this whiskey if you can get it. Under $100. Uh, it's really good. Um, I'm getting to the point where I need to get another bottle. Um yeah someone wants to gift it to me i'm not gonna say no <laughs> just well, saying two, two christmases in a row come on now <laughs> um this one as well the amontillado uh which is like another sherry uh, amontillado is not oloroso but it's it's a sweet wine yeah. um it's it's good um the sherry doesn't come through quite as much on this one as i was hoping or i was wanting um but it is a very smooth really really nice whiskey as well but um, by all accounts, the Tomatin 18 is good. It's an amazing Highland whiskey. Please go and get it. Um, and go and buy Triumph and Torment, Doctor Doom really, and Doctor Strange. Really great really intro good. to both characters. Really, really good. Um, so before we go, we need to rate these suckers for everybody. Yeah. So we've got our... Uh, CWG. <laughs> CWG, the Canadian Whiskey Geeks rating. So how we do this, for those who are, this is your first time watching, we rate the whiskey, we rate the comic... And then we rate the pairing together on how they work, uh, on how well they work together to to drink and read at the same time. Yeah. So we're going to go whiskey first. Um, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one, yeah. actually. Um, so I think I'm going to come in, I think I'm going to come in just shy of an eight. So okay. it's uh, like, it's very enjoyable. It's, it doesn't have the the depth and complexity that like I, that I enjoy. Um so like that's why it's a little bit lower on the on like the scoring for me. So like a mm -hmm. seven and a half, um, which hey, I'll, I will drink seven and a half whiskey all day. Like I'll never say no to someone you know passing me something like this. So it's it's quite enjoyable. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I've got it. Um, I'm pretty close. I, I'm coming in straight at a seven for okay. me on it. Um, again, I've been talking about how good it is. Um, but again, it's the same thing. I think. I mean. Drinking anything that's a 7 out of 10, that's, you know, a great thing to drink. Um, but again, it's just, it is lacking more. Yeah. Um, I'd be, I'm interested to try the 18 to see if it gets me the more that I was really hoping for. Um, but, uh, you know, I, it would probably, if it wasn't, if it was like $125 or something like that, it would be lower just because I don't think yeah. it's worth that. But the reason it's getting a 7 for me is for the price point. And as like a nice intro whiskey, like we've we've talked about other really good whiskeys to get to kind of get people in. Like if you want to ease someone into Isla, just go get Bowmore. Bowmore number one. It's fifty five dollars. It's yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, but there's not a whole lot to it. So same kind of thing here. So it's going to come in at a seven for me. Um, okay. Comic for me, um, same. I'm give it a seven. Um, it's a great read. It's the artwork's amazing. Um, 
you know, it's a wonderful introduction to Dr. Doom, which is a character that I don't think a lot of people know a whole lot about just because, I mean, if you're a big comic head, obviously you're you're probably going to read it. The Fantastic Four. Or if you really like the Fantastic Four, then you're in it. But I think there's a lot of people out there who are kind of just starting to get more into comics now and they don't know anything from Dr. Doom other than that Fantastic Four movie, which I never watched because I heard it was terrible. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah. So now is a good time because the Fantastic Four are going to be in the MCU. We they haven't announced who the big bad is going to be. We might get Doctor Doom in the end and MCU. So this is a good time to kind of learn more about the character. So well, they did announce that the next, like the end of the next big arc, is going to be Secret Wars, right? That's a show. Oh, that's the show. They're doing a show, a Secret Wars show. Oh, okay, because yeah. Doctor Doom was pivotal in that yes. comic arc. So yes, so I mean he's going to be involved somehow. I would imagine. Be involved. So anyway, what do you give the comic? Yeah. Um, I'm coming in at a seven as well. Um, mm-hmm. The reason I went with the seven point five for the for the whiskey was the same reason you said it was like the price point value. Um, the reason that this is getting a seven for me, uh, I'm giving it a bump because of the the artwork. Mm-hmm. Like I really really enjoyed the artwork. Um, the story was like it was good. It was fun. I love me a tournament. Um, that was like really early on in the story was like this tournament just sort of like bang happened. Um, and then there was a bit of convoluted right. yada yada in the middle, which I, I sort of like dragged through. And then of course at the end when they're actually like in hell and they're, and they're doing the whole, like the team up thing. Like I love me a good team up, especially of a, like a pairing that you don't really for like, you wouldn't ever think they would be together. Like I really right. like that kind of thing too. Um, but yeah, it was, kind of like the whiskey there wasn't a ton of depth so it was you know it was really good i quite enjoyed it it was a great intro so yeah it gets it gets a seven right on and then finally the pairing together um i you know what i'm just going to be consistent it's just seven and again (laughs) it's you know uh it's a good evening pick up this book pick up that bottle you're gonna enjoy it it's great way to kind of introduce both things um you know you can even give that as a gift to somebody and just tell them like, here's a good night, sit down, read this book, draw a bath, read this book, have this whiskey, yeah. <laughs> hang out by a fire. Like you're going to enjoy yourself. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just a, a straight seven. Yeah. I've got the, so I put the pairing at an eight just cause mm-hmm. I thought for like, for all the reasons we've said, I thought the pairing these two books together worked better than like sort of either thing individually. Right. Mm-hmm. I like um, it. Just like the like thematically, I thought they worked really well together. Um, and, and going back to what like what you just said about like giving these like combo them up and give them as a gift, um, we ran a we did a tasting online um, a couple months ago now, and I've got a buddy who lives right around the corner who really likes whiskey and isn't reading comics. He's got two kids, you know, mm-hmm. like he's super busy. He's fallen out of it, you know. Same thing like us, like he just hasn't gotten back into it. Well, he won the draw at the end of the night, so he got a copy of Court of Owls. Nice. And it was he'd never read. Ugh. And he's so excited because he's like, oh, this is going to give me a reason to like to get back into it. And I think a lot of people, like, you know, like in our age group or, you know, like plus or minus a decade on either end, right? Like may have fallen out, have been reading some of either the, like they missed it because it was too early when they were into it right. originally. Or they haven't gotten back into it. So like there's some of the newer stories, like the new 52 stuff for DC, and maybe they've just missed it. Um, 
So like I, I'm really liking the idea of you know like putting like a bottle and a book together and giving them as a gift. And uh, yeah. anyways, so my, my my buddy's like super jazzed about uh, nice. about getting that and getting into it. That's so. amazing. We love doing this kind of stuff and making that. So if you out there in listener land, um, if you have questions or if you're wanting to get in touch with us about anything if you want to recommend something to us if you're looking for recommendations if you're saying i've got a someone who reads this comic religiously i want to buy them a bottle of whiskey shoot us an email it's the whiskey geeks there is an e in whiskey so the whiskey geeks at gmail.com uh shoot us an email we will help you with your pairings or if you're a big whiskey fan and you want a good book to read let us know what you're drinking we will give you a book to read and uh subscribe you know, the podcast yeah, smash, is available. Smash that button. <laughs> the podcast, if you're listening to it as a podcast, it's available wherever you get your podcast. If you're watching this on the YouTubes and you want to just listen to it, again, you can subscribe. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Uh, we're going to be doing these, you know, two a month is the plan. Yep. Um, and then you can go to thewhiskeygeeks.com as well. That's yeah, Same spelling. Our articles articles yep. are up there. Uh, we we try to cover some different things in the podcast and the articles. They're very complementary to each other. So we don't, yeah. uh, we don't want to double dip to try to keep that content fresh. Absolutely. So may I make sure you're going and reading the article on this one as well. I uh, really appreciate everybody watching. Uh, we have a ton of fun doing this. I hope you guys have fun watching this. Um, I want to thank Colin response for the use of uh, the song. Uh, Something About Your Love is our theme song. It's off his self-titled album. You can get that on Apple Music and it's on Spotify. Uh, call and response, C-O-L-I-N, response, all one word. Uh, fantastic, fantastic artist out of Toronto. So make sure you go and like his stuff as well. And uh, yeah, we'll be back again, you know, in a couple weeks with yeah, another episode. Weeks. Come on back. More drams um, and more books. It's going to be fun. We've, we love doing this stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy it as well. Let us know in the comments. Or email us. Uh, we're on Instagram as well, Whiskey Geeks. Just find yep. us. Just send us messages. Follow. It's the same yeah. everywhere. Everywhere. It's everywhere. All right. Thanks, everyone, and uh, cheers. Remember, Scotch and Stories, they were made for each other. Yes, they were. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. Cheers.